I'm Carrie. And this is Curtis. Welcome to Money Affects Everything. These conversations are meant to discuss the many ways money affects every area of our life. Our goal is to help you change your perspective on money from being the pursuit to seeing money as a tool to fund the life that you want to live. Welcome, everyone. Really excited that you could join us today. Uh, Today, we are going to be talking about movement and how movement is related to money. And if you just think about it, there's some basic cost of even if you want to go running, you need to go buy running shoes. There's other equipment costs. Maybe you have a membership to a gym or uh, to a yoga studio. Uh, There's also kind of a secondary effect of that of how does that impact the other choices you make? Uh, If you're working out consistently, does that kind of bleed over to decisions you're making from a diet perspective? And the third backdrop, and and I think this is really the one that doesn't get talked about a lot, is really the impact of a healthy life and movement as it relates to things like life and disability insurance, the cost of healthcare on an ongoing basis, having more trips to the doctor, and movement is just a big tenant in there that I think uh, can really have a big impact to someone's life. Um, And I I guess just to start off here, and and this is, I think, a really great point of how movement can be part of your life, and it can be really small in some ways, but it can have just such a big way that it... it, uh, it's just consistently part of what we do. So we've been going through the pandemic, lots of phone calls, lots of Zoom meetings. What have you started doing? Well, I, Curtis, thanks for asking. The pandemic has been very tough on my movement. I, I will say I, I used to go to the gym consistently Um, I would take my lunch hour, as a matter of fact, to go to the gym. And I remember my coworkers thinking that that was kind of crazy, but I would, um, just, I'd shower afterwards from the neck down and go, go back to work and sometimes a little red faced, but, um, it was a really good routine I had. And then I had also joined a, a yoga studio and was, you know, learning more and more difficult moves and, and really feeling like I was in great shape. And this was just two years ago that I, Mm -hmm. at, at 50 years old, felt like I was still in great shape. And then the pandemic hit. And I got so scared. I stopped going to the gym. I, I quit my yoga studio membership. So then I couldn't even do the online classes. And where I've done a few things um, with, with some shows. And I, I do try to do walking meetings with clients on occasion. So those are positive things that I've done. But I will say that my overall health has suffered since I... I've done less movement in my life. And uh, mm-hmm. you told me that you're a triathlete and I was so um, envious. So what, yeah, <laughs> like I, tri- triathlete is much more of a lifestyle decision than it is really a, a healthy lifestyle decision. Uh, 
any triathletes that you know, I, I mean, it, it just kind of runs the spectrum where um, they have a whole different mindset compared to runners or people doing Pilates all the time. Um, I think, you know, it's the proverbial, there's a few screws li- missing in there. Uh, but <laughs> when, when I really think about movement and healthy movement, I'll, I'll maybe switch a little bit of the perspective here of we talk about nutrition and when we think about our nutrition, kind of get this concept of how does that go across the day? How should we be eating? And we know how it kind of fuels us. Uh, there's different thoughts on how often to eat, but by and large, we, we think about nutrition and how we do that on a daily basis. We don't think a lot about movement and the way that that is also a natural pathway for us. And when, when sometimes people begin to talk about movement, they begin to think about exercise. And it's like, did you get your heart rate up? Did you sweat? Did you like, did you max out? Did you, you know, do something extreme? But the reality is movement doesn't have to be that complicated. It doesn't have to be that involved. In fact, what most people really could benefit from are really simple things. I mean, it's simply as a starting point, change your kitchen around. It is just too convenient. And put your wine glasses on the bottom shelf. You're going to bend down like this. And then, you know, you need to go get a plate. You reach up like this. You move things around your kitchen. So as you're cooking, you're just taking more steps. It's small, but it has a huge impact. And it's like, I, I think we talked about in a previous episode where I try to go through a few times a day and take some short walks. That's nothing that I'm trying to record anywhere or post anywhere. Like I just go, went and walked a quarter mile. Doesn't really resonate with anyone, but I think that first piece there and what most people really just need to think about are how can they just do these small changes? Can you change where you sit in your house? Like, can you change how you sit in your office? Um, Just, can you change the type of chairs that you sit in and the the surfaces that you're on uh, so that you're just wiggling a little bit more uh, throughout the day? little strange diatribe there, but, um, no, I, I, I agree. And, uh, people can't see us right now, but I can see Curtis and he's standing and he can see me and I'm sitting. Uh, so right there, it, it does show that, um, you know, when you do think about movement, you're, you are going to make better decisions. I do have a standing desk that Mm -hmm. I do try to use on occasion, but I really need to do it more. Um, but my movement that makes me the happiest is when I'm outside Mm -hmm. and it, it is spring right now. I'm getting so excited about, you know, the weather turning where I can be outdoors more, uh, Monday. No, I'm sorry. That was just a couple days ago, I went to uh, Sugar Creek Park in uh, right outside of Bellbrook and just did a mile and a half. Right. It wasn't, and I didn't break a sweat. I didn't uh, have to do anything that strenuous, like you said, 
but I love walking outdoors and by doing it in a park where we almost would say that I'm doing a hike, at least then you're, you're, it's uneven ground and you're having to, you know, jump on some rocks to cross water and, and, and doing some things like that. And, but yeah, I, I liked your analogy about how we think about what we're eating every day, but we don't necessarily think about if we're moving enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I, I think you, you just hit on, and we had talked a little bit about this offline, but hiking is super cool to me because most of the walking that we do is on paved paths. It's very even, and you have 33 joints in each foot. When you have shoes and smooth surfaces, I mean, you're just getting some type of atrophy there and your feet are the foundation and the more we're able to kind of challenge that and just, you know, it's just keeping balance up, keeping that movement up. Um, I think that's a a great way to move on a daily basis Um, and walking in fields or different terrain. It's, it's a, again, really simple way. You get outside, you get some vitamin D and hopefully it's a great way to connect with people socially too. I, I, I've found, uh, particularly through the pandemic, but it's something that I tried to do before is ask people to meet up and do a hike. And what I found are people are really receptive to it. You know, there, there's a natural tendency to ask people to meet up for a drink or meet up for dinner, but a, a really great way to catch up and see each other is just to go outside, do a walk. And that's probably going to deepen that relationship in a way that you're going to be distracted at a bar. And I don't know, I, I think it's, it's maybe just a different way to incorporate a new approach uh, that can help you move a little bit more on a regular basis. I agree. Uh, the the friends and clients that I've gone on hikes with, I, I do think it has deepened our relationship. Uh, overall, I feel like, yeah, you're so overstimulated, especially if you're at a bar mm-hmm. where there's all those TVs going and all the different sporting events and, you know, you're going to want to look up at that or look at your phone. And once you're outdoors, it, it's amazing that my, I'll feel my phone vibrate, but I won't even pull it out of my pocket mm-hmm. if I don't have to, because you, you are enjoying what's outside. And um, something you talked about with toes and feet, mm-hmm. I have really been getting into learning more about that and some exercises for my feet and taking better care. I have I don't think I've worn a pair of high-heeled shoes in a year now. That's great. It is great. And so any of the women that are listening right now, think twice about that. I have I know several older women that have bunions mm-hmm. and other problems with their feet. And one I met even went so far as to do surgery. The surgery is extremely painful and it doesn't even work most of the time. Uh, so I agree that we do need to think more about our feet and what we're putting on them and, and putting ourselves through. Absolutely. I, I, I couldn't agree more. And I, yeah, I've been trying to 
encourage women to get out of the high heels, go wear some flats, uh, something more flattering if, if uh, that's really up your alley more. But um, yeah, I, I think, again, that just small health impact of what you're doing to your legs and to your posture and cramming your foot in these shoes there's just long-term repercussions to that and they're financial. And I, I, I think that there's just, it's worth a consideration to say, how are you going to help your health span be longer compared to your overall lifespan? And the, the more you can help that and kick off your shoes, um, I think that's gonna benefit you a really long time. Um, so I, I really appreciate you saying that. Um, and yeah, I mean, and I myself can be a cautionary tale. I will will admit this that I have really let myself go this year, and I, I I'm sure a lot of people listening feel that guilt too. And and it, what happens is that then you'll get into this spiral of I, I'm, I hurt. So therefore I don't want to move, mm -hmm. but you know, if you move, you won't hurt as much. Uh, but yeah, going into my fifties now I have aches and like in my hips and my knees. Mm -hmm. And I think what, what, what's that coming from? And luckily I've read enough books though. I know it's not just because I'm getting older. It's mm -hmm. because I am not moving these joints and working them as much. One of the favorite books I ever read was called Younger Next Year. Mm -hmm. And that the premise was that if you keep doing something, you can keep doing that for a right. long, long time. It's when you stop and just... I don't know. I guess I gave myself a pause, you know, with just everything going on mm -hmm. and, and that you think, oh, I'll get back to it. Oh, I'll get back to it. And then before I knew it, a year had gone by and I, I haven't gotten back to, to concentrating on that movement. And I even had blood tests done that showed my uh, blood sugar slightly elevated, nowhere near uh, where I'm pre-diabetic, but mm -hmm. enough that it scared me because I had just inched above the green zone. And right. so the cost, oh my gosh, that would, would come if I became diabetic. Mm -hmm. um, and those that, you know, I feel bad that have deal with that. And it's, it's very hard to reverse that once right. it happens. Yeah. Thank you for, for sharing that. And um, yeah, I, I think this has been a, a really great conversation. Uh, as, as we've just kind of scraped the surface here of movement and its impact towards uh, people's finances. Um, I, I think it's a topic that we might come back to a few different times, uh, probably a little bit more on the healthcare side, uh, maybe talking about healthcare expenses, um, maybe even delving into insurance and, and some thoughts around that. Uh, but hopefully you enjoyed uh, the conversation today and look forward to talking to you again pretty soon. Yes, this has been great. Thanks, Curtis. Thank you for tuning in. Did you like what you heard? Ready to go make major changes to your financial situation? Stop. Please do not proceed yet. 
Go talk to the professionals in your life that help you make financial decisions, whether that's your attorney, your financial advisor, your mortgage broker, the person up the street. The comments here today may or may not be applicable to you in your personal situation. This was not intended to be personal financial advice for you. But if you would like to talk one-on-one, this is Carrie Cook, and I'm the proud owner of What About Us Financial. I utilize environmental, social, and governance investing to help you invest in a better world. You can find out more at whataboutusfinancial.com. That's whataboutusfinancial, all spelled out, dot com. This is Curtis. I run Quiet Wealth Management. I help retirees and working professionals execute independent solutions for their aspirations and personal circumstances. You can check out my personal website, curtisbailey.io, C-U-R-T-I-S-B-A-I-L-E-Y.io for more information. Thanks again for tuning in.